welcome back to Anne on Shop. Today I have Nikki from the Mind Health Coach and founder of Mind Health School. Isn't that right, Nikki? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. No problem. And you're all the way from Sydney, Australia? Yeah, I'm actually from England, so but I live in Sydney at the moment, yeah. What part of England are you from? Near Manchester, the north. And how long have you been living in Sydney? I've been here about three and a half years now. Nikki, just introduce yourself and what it is that you do. Yeah, okay. Um, so I am a mind health coach and I founded my business Mind Health School about 18 months ago. Um, I came into the coaching world about four and a half years ago, maybe five years ago now, um, originally as a nutrition coach. And the more that I worked with people and understood different behaviors and different habits um, around nutrition and around health, um, it kind of highlighted to me that um, mindset really under- underpins everything that we do, um, specifically around health and um so yeah so just lots of lots of upskilling since then um, lots of um, understanding more about how our brains work and how we operate as people and that's kind of brought me to where I am now in which I position myself as a mind health coach and just really helping people understand their behaviors understand um, why they are like they are and um, yeah and, and, and my company mind health school we offer a variety of different products and services from online courses to um, webinars to free resources like ebooks we also have a podcast and yeah just super passionate about helping people understand their minds and how that can then change the quality of their life. Yeah, which is absolutely amazing when you get into it and you see how you can completely change your life around by Mm. changing your mindset alone and you know everything as you said goes hand in hand you know your mindset your nutrition everything you know and how Mm. you are the way you are Um, and let's just talk about I suppose the mindset at the moment you know um, and what what struggles would would people you know I suppose have? Uh, So I think that obviously COVID has really changed a lot for a lot of people Um, so if if I I think your question is more geared towards how COVID has impacted people is that what you so I'm very blessed to have been in Australia throughout this whole pandemic and we haven't been impacted anywhere near as much of you as you guys have in Ireland and in the UK um, and in most of the countries in the world really um, it does bring a lot of other challenges in that most of us are separated from our families and then that's obviously been really difficult and um, the, you know there's different challenges that we've faced there and um, I'm uh, everything that I do is online so all of my clients are we, we have a conversation through Zoom just like me and you are now and my so my clients have been in Ireland they have been in the UK and honestly everyone's kind of had different challenges some people have thrived some people have really not thrived um a lot I base a lot of my work around Maslow's hierarchy of needs which is um I think you might be familiar with it um maybe and for the listeners um it's essentially a hierarchy of needs in that the the very top level is to be self-actualized and self-fulfilled um and it it kind of lots of other steps that we need to take in order to get there and one of them um is kind of our very basic needs in that we need safety security and and belonging and I think that when the pandemic happened um a lot of that was taken away from people and all of that was kind of question marked and which makes perfect sense as to why there was you know there's been a spike in anxiety and depression and um, all of these other things and and the one of the the main things that it was quite alarming for me was that obviously everyone was instantly isolated away from people and 
we all know that one of the very basic needs that we all need as human beings is physical touch and physical contact with other human beings because that's kind of the essence as to what being a human is like having that contact and relationships and connection with other people so that's definitely been a large contributing factor to um, a lot of my clients reaching out um but yeah there's multiple lots of different um different issues it's definitely been an interesting time to be a coach for sure and I suppose then as well with COVID hitting you know more so I suppose um Ireland and the UK you know a lot of people had to change their jobs because maybe their jobs have been lost or the business has closed down or it has been closed for a certain amount of time and they weren't Mm -hmm. really sure and I suppose they they really had to get to know themselves yeah I think that's been huge definitely and there's a lot of positives that come from that yeah so um whilst you know it's definitely been challenging for so many people in that that people have lost their jobs and then had to find something else that they wanted to do maybe not wanted to do but had to do to survive and people have also had this all of this time now to slow down and they've had no choice but to slow down and I know even for me like someone who's been practicing um you know um working on their mindset and working on their mental health and emotional behaviors as well like for me being in total stillness and having no choice but to be still was challenging because we're, we're just so used to doing we're just so used to like being active um so um I think a lot of people realized that when they had no choice but to slow down the first a lot of people the first reaction to that was like oh my god I can't do this I can't be still and they didn't know how Mm -hmm. and then when they've kind of loosened into it and they've realized okay so there's there's like this whole kind of new world in in being still and what can I and how can I optimize that and um so lots of positives have come from it yeah lots of positives is right because you know people can you know learn to be by themselves and be present in that moment as well which is so important because before COVID everyone was just so busy getting things done yeah. and just you know everything just kind of flowed into one whereas this pandemic has stopped people in their tracks and they really yeah. have to you know think about what it is they want to do um, mm. and I suppose that's where um, limiting beliefs and inner critic comes in where you do maybe want to change you know because your job is gone or you just decided you know maybe I want to find my passion yeah yeah absolutely um I think for a lot of people it's kind of it's encouraged people to invest time into personal development invest time into upskilling um so many different things even just even just listening to podcasts and yeah. reading books so many people didn't have the time to do that I say that with what do you call these yeah I don't even know what, how to describe yeah. what I'm doing like with my fingers um but yeah so people you know before they didn't have time to do it or they thought they didn't have time and then now all of a sudden they've got the time and it's like okay so maybe I do have the time to read that book or I can listen to this podcast so it's kind of definitely opened up the people that were open to being opened and yeah. um, this whole new world of resources that have, have been available at our fingertips and so many people have become resourceful yeah and like even I know myself like you know I um went through a breakup last September and mm. you know I really got into podcasts and you 
you know, podcast that like, you know, gave me tips and tricks and how to, you know, get over it and, you know, yeah. work on myself because I had to do a lot of inner work. And, mm-hmm. you know, I journaled. I also like, you know, read a lot of books that really did mm-hmm. help me um, and make me a different person. Not, not that mm-hmm. I needed to change, but it brought out my passion and yeah. what I really wanted to do in life. And my thing is like, you know, I really want to help people. And if I can just help one person, that's it. My job is done. Like I'm, I'm happy with that. Like, do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I suppose along the way, you know, when you do decide to change things up a bit, like even, you know, starting the podcast, I was like, oh God, what were they thinking? How the hell do you start a podcast? Yes. That was my first thought. That was my first thought, yes. But you know what? Yeah. YouTube is amazing. <laughs> it is. If, if you've ever got a knowledge gap, get yourself on YouTube. The answer yes. is on YouTube. Definitely. And, um, but like my inner critic came in and like your limiting beliefs and it's like, you know, you really have to work hard on those to to really like you know silence that inner critic and be like no I can do it and yeah. I suppose even speaking to a lot of people they have that same same fear I suppose um of stepping into the unknown mm, yeah it's so scary to do something outside of your comfort zone and it makes perfect sense that you you feel you get these thoughts that you doubt yourself because it's something that you haven't done um but it's what you do with those thoughts that's that where the where you find the power so are you going to let those thoughts hold you back and and not move forward and keep you in this place so I don't know how to start a podcast um you know I'm really not great at having conversations I don't really know anyone that I could I've got no idea that I could what I could speak about I've got no idea who I could speak to some people will allow that to consume them and then stop that from taking you know stop them allow it to stop them taking action but it really is just acknowledging those thoughts for what they are and pushing through them anyway and I think the part that people don't get is that it doesn't matter where you are in your progress with your mindset and your mental health you're always going to have those thoughts like you don't just get to somewhere you don't just do that thing and then all of a sudden you don't have self-doubt and trust me like you can even again go on YouTube and and find like whoever's your biggest inspiration go and listen to an interview and you'll hear them you'll hear hear them say like I didn't think I could do this or like one of the, the one of my favorite things to do if I need inspiration is go onto YouTube and search my the like my favorite people and watch interviews with them so like musicians and people who've won Grammys and people who've like won Oscars and you can hear them say themselves they didn't think that they could do it and so anyone with with a limiting belief about themselves like my biggest piece of advice would be that first of all they're never going to go away so it's up to you what you do with them but also the only limits that you have really are the ones that you apply like no one's applied that limit to you it's only there because you've allowed it to be applied to yourself so really it's not a limit it's not it's not like like we're not we're not bottles in that we fill it up and then we're each capacity like that's not how we we work that's not how humans work like we have endless capacity we have like there's no end to what we can do unless you tell yourself there is and that's that's really true like you know and it's it's pushing pushing through that and making sure like you know that that you do push on to get to to your goal say um and believing in yourself a lot more and I suppose the more you like you said it's it's always going to be there but it's how you react to it you know mm. and you're only really stopping yourself you know yeah. um because the neighbor down the road doesn't know you're having those thoughts really 
no and also so what if they did yeah exactly yeah yeah but (laughs) we do put a lot on ourselves thinking about outside the outside world or whatever when realistically they're all minding their own business it's just ourselves that put that onto us Um, yeah no one's thinking about you anywhere near as much as what you think they are yeah yeah and it's just pushing through that little barrier um Mm. and you will see then you're you're passing the fear as well and you're you're stepping into fear i suppose um, yeah because that's really important you know Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. I suppose changing things up. Um, I suppose with your um, let's talk about emotions. You yeah. Know, um, I know everyone goes through emotions, and I suppose you know, especially through this pandemic, everyone has been feeling so many different emotions. You know, mm-hmm. and it's okay to be to be upset. It's okay to cry. It's okay to laugh. You know, it's okay to feel all the emotions. Yeah, it is. Um, I think we connected because of the the reel that I posted last week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's so I think given the work that we both do and we're in a position where we're serving people and we're providing a service of um, kind of delivering tools to improve people's mental state or mental health. Um, I know that I definitely have kind of now for some reason have this title of that like well people t- think about people in a service place of business of that um they are like they don't have issues like they don't feel they don't have negative thoughts they don't have negative emotions they don't feel anxiety and that's not it mm. and so there was just for the benefit of our listeners there was um a time a few weeks ago where I was just having the worst week ever and you know there was just so many things that was going on and um it, it kind of just built up to the point where I was just could not stop crying and I don't really cry that often I'm not a huge crier and um I the way that I would deal with emotion is kind of um I just process it quite rationally and like journal through it and um I thought you know what I'm actually just going to record this and I'm going to post it because I want people to know that expressing emotion is not a sign of weakness and it's not a sign of um like anything bad it's just we are human beings that have feelings and it doesn't matter if I was crying over the stupidest smallest little thing because to me if I'm upset about something I have the I have it's okay for me to feel that emotion and so I think it's really important that when we feel when however we're feeling whatever emotion that's coming up for us whether it's anxiety whether it's sadness whether it's anger whether it's stress like we learn how to communicate that and not suppress it because suppressed emotion always comes back bigger and and badder than ever before so um so yeah I think um we're not largely especially people from the UK and Ireland um we're not taught how to generally on the whole like being very stereotypical now but we're not really taught when we're we're children how to express emotion and if you're angry like how to express anger if you're sad how to express sadness and it's very much like um oh you know this like man up mentality or like don't be soft or you're going to be okay and like we were never really taught okay so how do you feel what what do you think are the reasons behind that and then I really believe that off the back of that that's um, a huge contributing factor to why so many people now have uh, this disconnect with who they are and their emotional home and their mental health which has then contributed to this huge total lack of ability to manage our mental health yeah and that is that is so true because like when when you see people um on instagram or online um you know everybody thinks oh god they have their shit together you know what i mean and <laughs> oh like what's wrong with them and you know and it's like why, why 
can't I be like that? And it's like, you, you do feel bad when you have a bad day, but it's like, everybody is a human being and it's, oh it's gosh, yeah. genuinely okay to have that bad day or bad week or bad month or whatever it is. Um, and to feel that emotion, because I know even last week, like I had a crazy week, like I just was so exhausted and it was like, you know, I was anxious the week before and it just last week, it just kind of bubbled out through my body and it was like, mm. I knew I was tired. So I had to listen to my body and be like, you know, just feel what I'm feeling. And like that, when I, I was angry because I couldn't get out for a run, I couldn't get out to do certain things. And I was like, why am I feeling that? And I was, you know, I had to really look at myself and it mm. wasn't anybody else's fault. It was just what I was feeling. And I really had to work through as to where that started from and how I can work on it, because yeah. it's really important to find out where it actually comes from and what what's causing it. Because like you said, you suppress it and it can be so much worse. Yeah. And where did you learn how to do that? Um, therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I suppose, reading a lot of books as well mm-hmm. and really just working on myself. And like I do a lot of meditation yeah. and I really just kind of sit with myself. And I also have a mentor as well that, mm-hmm. you know, helps me kind of get through things like, you know, if I'm feeling like that. And because before before, I suppose I would have let it build up and build up and build up and then it would have just exploded whereas this time I had a conversation that I needed to have with um someone and I was like oh that actually went really well and mm-hmm. I felt so much better because I had the courage to speak to her I had the courage to have the conversation and feel so much better and it was like as if a little pin just popped in my chest and I was like oh that felt it felt good like so it's just everyone has to learn and it took me a long time to learn how to do that you know because yeah. you have to watch your reactions and you know I reacted in ways I should never have act- reacted before and only probably a couple of weeks ago but now I'm slowly learning how to stop that reaction mm. it's interesting isn't it how the only place that you have learned how to do that and me included is to do this additional kind of searching and understanding and it's not something which we are taught in schools it just kind of blows my mind a little bit and um, even now like it's still not and even now that we have this huge issue with mental health because people are so disconnected from their emotions because they don't know how to feel it's crazy to me but I think that you know podcasts and having the discussions and understanding more about meditation and understanding more about how we can connect back with ourselves and having conversations about it like we are now is really beneficial to people who are listening who have had that upbringing where you know um man up don't be soft like you're gonna be okay kind of like attitude big boys don't cry yeah that's it yeah yeah and it's like you know and it does have a major effect and you know even grief even like losing somebody so close to you um you know having having that um not being able to talk about it or just suppressing that grief that will come out further down the line and until you deal with it it'll always be there um and I suppose that's that's really important as well for people to understand like you know if you're not dealing with it you're just suppressing it and it'll eventually just come out yeah I and I can also personally vouch for that too yeah yeah so like when we talk about emotions and let's go on to journaling like how how journaling has is is so beneficial to you know I suppose my my journaling I would have done it once a week like you know just kind of like a brain dump getting everything out of my head whereas now I've kind of switched it up I do it on a daily basis where I look back on the day and you know what worked well for me what didn't work well and what I can improve on or whatever you know um, 
Um, and I'm slowly starting to find that more beneficial than doing it just once a week. Yeah, um, I think it all depends on what kind of person you are, whether you yeah. think about journaling to be helpful or to be not helpful. So anyone who's listened to this who is like absolutely not to journaling, instead of thinking about actually getting a pen and piece of paper and writing down, forget about that. The question that you need to be asking yourself is, if is there something on your mind which you would really like to explore? And if the answer is yes, and you're not ready to go to therapy, or maybe you are going to therapy, or maybe you do have a coach, but you you haven't quite got to the bottom of it, no matter what it is, like it could be something so small, like yeah. you've had an argument with your partner, or you have, there's an argument that you had a few weeks ago, and you want to try and figure out, like get a little bit of clarity around it, maybe around a breakup, maybe around, um, even something is like, is like, it is the job that you're in the right job for you. So yeah. don't think about it in terms of right, sitting there and writing it down. Like I use journaling as a tool to help me gain clarity around things. So imagine your brain, like, so your brain is like a computer, which has got all of these files in it and all of these folders. And your the, the answer to the question that you're thinking is in one of these folders somewhere, right? Yeah. The answer yeah. is in there because if it's about you, you have the answers. The only thing is you might not have is the questions. So, the, and you, you'll vouch for this as well in, in therapy. So your therapist probably won't give you the answers, but she'll ask you really specific questions to help you kind, kind of piece it all together, right? Yeah. She'll never go, well, you're feeling like this because of X, Y, and Z, but she might ask you specific questions to help you kind of figure it out yourself. So that's what journaling is. So journaling's getting a question and answering the question yourself and then seeing what else comes up from that. So remember, you might not have the answers right now, but you do have the questions. And then mm-hmm. asking the questions allows you to find the answers. So that's how it works. You've got a, you've got a gap of information. So the gap of information might be clarity around my breakup. So there's no clarity there and we need to find clarity. So the intent of you doing the journaling is to get clarity on that. Then ask yourself really specific questions like, um, I don't know, um, ha- like what what did I, what did, what could I have prevented towards the end of the relationship? Or what was there that, that I noticed at the very beginning of the relationship? And if you need maybe clarity around, I don't know, relationships specifically, you can literally just go onto Google or go yeah. onto my page, go into Google and type um, journaling questions around whatever the issue is. And it'll bring you up so many different types of questions that you can just ask. And for me, journaling is always a tool. So if I'm anxious, I'll journal and I'll ask myself, um, what are the contributing factors to feeling this emotion? Um, could I have done anything to have prevented this anxiety? So for example, the, if the answer is yes, it might be that I overscheduled myself, I've overcommitted. It might have been that I've put myself in situations which I know I didn't want to be in, but I've committed to it anyway. It could be that, um, it could be a, a multitude of things. Um, I've spent time around people that I know lower my vibration, that's contributed to my, my um, anxiety. It could be a, a heap of things things so it gives you clarity it gives you tangible information around something which is so confusing to you in that time and it can help you going forward in the future to I suppose not put yourself into those situations or if that comes up again you kind of have the coping mechanisms to get through it that little bit better yeah and and that I suppose a lot of a lot of people um who are listening will will really gain a lot of information from that because you know like you know maybe they're only starting out how to journal or maybe they're you know trying to work on how they're feeling and you know getting there is going to be a lot of anxiety now when the places 
is opening up here in Ireland, you know, um, slowly. But, um, you know, getting back out into group settings, into, you know, mixing with other people, there is going to be that anxiety. And you suppose, I suppose a lot of relationships, um, whether it's work relationships or, you know, personal relationships have broken down or, you know, you've changed your job or whatever it is. You know, it can, journaling, I think, can help you. Like you said, if you ask the right questions, it can give you that clarity of your Absolutely. next step. I totally agree. Yeah, we should. It's an amazing tool that we can use to just communicate with ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose then it goes into like, you know, from that clarity, you know, maybe you, you could look at goal setting from that and mm -hmm. how you can move forward. Yeah, exactly. Action steps for sure. Like anything like this, that where you're understanding a little bit more about who you are, provides you with action steps and provides you with with something that you that allows you to move forward and to to take action. Yeah, love that. And yeah, and I suppose then like um regarding the regarding um the goal setting you know yeah. how how would you start goal setting i suppose for the listeners like you know picking a specific goal and working towards that okay um i think it depends on which like how you're like depends on what you're kind of working towards but i know for me with my clients um i would just really make sure that whatever goal that you you are working towards make sure that it's actually one that you really want mm. so what understand the reason why you're working towards it first we call it finding out your why like why are you doing this because the only reason I say that is because I've worked with clients before and we've set goals and then they've not been kind of taking action and they're not been doing the action steps and then when it actually comes to it it's like well oh yeah so that goal wasn't actually important to you it was important because you wanted to please your mum for example or please yeah. your dad this is what they wanted of you so for example I want to run a marathon and then it's like okay well all right so we'll put that in we'll make it smart we'll make we'll take action steps towards it and then all of a sudden you're not doing it but then that's because it wasn't a goal of yours it was one that someone else had wanted for you for example yeah, yeah. so understand the why like why are you working towards that what why are you doing that what does it what is it going to bring for you and then once you're sure that that is definitely something that you want to that you want to do um break it down so um you know make sure that you put in a reasonable time frame on it so can you do it in four weeks can you do it in eight weeks like what's the time frame essentially just make it smart make it specific make it measurable um and then how I set my goals so I have my three five and ten year goals yeah um and then so let's say um let's take my three-year goals for example I always work backwards so if I know this is what I want to achieve in three years I work backwards so let's take it for one year and then we kind of break it down so if I want to reach this revenue um, amount of revenue in the next 12 months yeah. what do I need to get in per month or if I want to help this many people in 12 months how many people do I need to be helping per month in per year sorry per month and just breaking it down like that's really the you know the, the best way that you can set goals and making sure that you actually have the time to commit towards doing that and one other thing that I would definitely say is that um it's you have the goal in mind have whatever it is that you're working towards yeah. it but be really flexible with your approach because I know having been in business now for 18 months maybe a bit longer than that nothing really ever goes to plan so as long as you can be flexible with that and just know where you're heading and have like the vision quite clear clear and you know where you're going and you yeah. can be flexible with your approach and, and your action steps and um, there really is no possible way to fail and yeah. um, and I think people see goals as like this thing that you either achieve or you fail and I've got a very different approach to 
goal setting and I just think that there's no possible way to fail because all we all we're doing is getting more information retrieving more information and then applying whatever it is that we've learned yeah and I think that's really important two things you you said like knowing your why why are you mm. doing it um like I hope to run a marathon okay so I have literally you know put down why I'm doing it I'm doing it for myself um and I'm literally like how I'm going to get there is I need to work on my nutrition I need to work on my strength you know I need to push through barriers and then mm. it's like exactly be totally flexible because you know you could get knocked back and that's okay that doesn't mean that you're going to fail it just means it might take that little bit longer or you might have to go a different road you know and mm. I think some people do forget that as well you know they can be quite hard on themselves that you know oh I was supposed to have my goal like a month ago and it didn't happen but but that's okay as well like you have to be flexible so you're not too hard on yourself yeah that's so true and looking back to see like how that journey's transpired for you and what have you learned and how so absolutely keep looking ahead but make sure you constantly keep looking back like what have you learned how have you grown because whilst you might not have achieved the goal you've achieved so much more mm. and what's that phrase um impatience doesn't get you there quicker so mm. uh, impatience doesn't it doesn't get you there quicker so you can be impatient but it's just going to make the journey more uncomfortable and less enjoyable so you either kind of be flexible and um be really kind to yourself and and enjoy the journey mm. or you make it really difficult for yourself make it painful and then it's not enjoyable and then when you get there it won't be as anywhere near as good as you've anticipated it to be anyway yeah exactly <laughs> and and that's the thing like and i suppose with with the listeners listening it's like you know just don't be hard on yourself and that I suppose comes down to you know overthinking you know why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that and also been like you said not not understanding the learnings as you're going mm. along because you can learn a lot by having that knockback I'm like mm. right okay so I shouldn't have done that so now I know if it happens again I can do x y and z you yeah. know and that's really important I totally agree yeah it's just it, it nothing has meaning until you give it meaning so if you've not wished really your goal if you've been knocked back so what like it's okay just take whatever the lesson is reapply it and do better next time yeah and it's the minute that you attach any negative emotion to it or be hard on yourself and put negative thoughts there's no there's no winner in that like nobody's benefiting from that no and I suppose um just talking about overthinking and you know the negative talk it mm-hmm. it can be quite um I suppose with, with myself even just with meditation I know that you know I can change that thought I can just flick that switch and mm. you know I suppose that's how meditation has helped me but the overthinking before that I would overthink and overthink and I'd be like you know you could get yourself into these scenarios that are in your head that are not actually real yeah 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 because our brain creates stories right and it fills yeah. a gap so if there's a gap somewhere it'll be like how can I fill this gap with information? And yeah, overthinking is an illness <laughs> in itself. And like yeah. problems that aren't even there, that shouldn't be there because you create them in your own mind. Yeah, yeah. We all do it. It's just making sure that you are consciously aware of it. And just like we said at the very beginning when we were talking about, um, what was we talking about when we were saying it's a choice and we can, oh, my mind's gone blank, I can't remember what. Um, but yeah, like having, having that choice to, whether you're going to allow it to affect you or whether you're just going to be like okay this is the thought and then move on yeah exactly yeah um so what I just want to talk about now before um we finish up is setting boundaries yes so, I just like, did master class on this a few weeks ago health healthy boundaries yes so important I think boundaries has got a bit of a bad rap in terms of like 
people um feel like boundaries are really rigid and really um or like they've it's got quite a, a like a bad um kind of name to it I think yeah um, but really they're not that so if you're the one setting boundaries or you know there's people who you're in relationships with and they're setting boundaries for themselves it's really just to protect their own mental health and their own emotional health and I think that when people are coming to you or when you're setting boundaries within relationships it's really important because we're around so many different types of people so many different personalities types and different different levels of energy and different everyone's got you know different things going on in their own lives and and specifically if you're someone who kind of picks up energy quite easily from other people um just in general but then you know factoring in that you are um in relationships with your partner your friends the people you work with your family like all of these other people it's so important that we put these boundaries in place to protect ourselves and if you are someone who you feel like you're a people pleaser or you feel like you're constantly drained or you feel like the people around you don't respect you or don't hear you or don't see you or don't value you you're probably lacking boundaries and if you can put these boundaries in place and um you know there's a million and one ways to boundary set um and I would highly recommend you looking into that in more depth but if you are someone who was feeling any of those things that you're probably lacking boundaries in your relationships and the benefits of having boundaries in your relationships is that first of all people know what to expect from you and what what you expect from them but then you know it gives you the opportunity to go okay well who actually in my life is respecting these boundaries and who isn't and if there is people around you who aren't respecting them it kind of then gives you a a bit of an action step like we were saying earlier to be like okay well this person doesn't respect my boundaries which I've quite clearly set so now it's up to me to maybe limit my um how much I how how much I'm around them or how much how much of me I give to them um so it's it's quite interesting and I think boundary setting with family is really important too because we're not really taught to do that growing up so um and boundary setting with friends and um even you know people who you're in relationships with romantically it's, um if you can do it from the very beginning of a relationship that w- works best but if not you know if you you've you've been in relationships quite a while and it's not quite working out and you there's room for improvement look at boundaries look at look at where you can implement those to see how you both can individually benefit from them yeah and I think by setting boundaries you you are looking after your own mental health really but it yeah. can be quite hard when when you've never set them before and are starting off and you know like you said you would recommend people to go into it and definitely like because you know having to say no when you always were the person to say yes um, yeah. or, or to be around somebody that that does drain you you know what I mean it's you know pulling back and you know making sure that you're always looking after after you because you're you're number one you know you have to look after yourself first yeah that's it and it's it's kind of ironic because the minute you start putting yourself first is the the moment when other people get benefit from that as well but as long as you're prioritizing everyone else you're essentially taken away from you and then nobody wins then you know so if you put the focus on yourself first of all and then everyone else will reap the benefits from that. Yeah, and I think it comes across, people have said to me, oh, it's quite selfish. But I'm like, no, it's not. It can come across selfish, but it's not because you have to protect yourself. It's so important because, again, it comes down to mental health and looking after you. Well, if you are someone who thinks setting boundaries is selfish, I would encourage you to look at why you think it's selfish because yeah. why is me putting what like my needs first over what you need? Why 
why is that selfish? And why don't you want that for me? Because if if I'm not putting my needs first, no one's going to. And if if you so if you think that I'm selfish by doing that, then doesn't that make you selfish too? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You don't want to do that. So I think if if that's the opinion that you have, I would point the finger straight back to you and be like, well, you should want that for me. Yeah. And and that's the thing because you want the best for whether it's your friend or family member or partner you do want the best for them so and you want the best for yourself as well so that's really really important um and I suppose look at when it's really important when you're starting a relationship I know probably when you're when you're in a relationship relationship it can be quite hard or starting it off with family it can be quite hard because there is you know probably years there that there was no boundaries Mm, yeah for sure it's always going to be difficult in relationships that have been established for quite a while but you know it's always worth a try and if specifically if your mental health is struggling and specifically if you're struggling with any kind of internal battles yourself it, it now's the time like there's no better time than now to implement these and um you know and especially if sorry what I was going to say is is if these people that you you're wanting to set boundaries if they're the reason why your mental health is, is suffering um you know it's yeah it's time to take action yeah definitely um nikki look it was lovely speaking to you um thank you so much for taking the time out um can you just let the listeners know where they can find you um on social media please yeah sure um so you can find us at mind health school on instagram facebook apple pods and spotify and my personal instagram is nikki officially amazing look thank you so much i really appreciate it amazing thanks Thanks. Thank you.